0: You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris.
1: Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. And today we have Jordis. Morrison, who is the owner of Pajamas, uh, which is a medical pajamas that is designed to protect the body privacy of patients in care settings. So to thank you so much for being here with us.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure.
1: Um, all right. So give us some background, like what kind of what type of nurse are you? What, where did you work? And how did it lead to what you're doing today?
0: Okay, so I was trained in Jamaica and soon after training, I migrated to the United States where I started working in a medical surgical hospital at night. I worked there for two years and after that, I was offered a job at a nursing home as a head nurse. I worked there for three years and then I moved to Florida and I've been here since. Since being in Florida, I've worked as a med surgeon at night for about four to five years. Then I moved to trauma, and then we got liver transplant patients, and then I moved to psychiatry in the last nine years.
1: Wow, that's quite a a range of experience. (laughs) Uh, So how did you come up with this idea? Why don't you tell us what Majamas is, and, and how did you come up with this idea?
0: The name pajamas was just a play on words, like saying my pajama, my pajamas. So I just say my pajamas. But how it came about was um, my mom was diagnosed with cancer many years ago. She has since passed away. While she was in hospital, I, whenever we visit or whenever I visit, her body privacy is always compromised. She was very petite, the gowns are oversized. At one point, she was in too much pain to even care what was happening to her. At another point, she was too weak, and later on in her illness, she was too confused to do anything about her nakedness. Not only that, but nursing patients every day, I see the negative impact, the emotional trauma that it causes patients when their body privacy is exposed. So around those two things, I decided I am going to design a garment that covers patient's body. first. I thought of a robe because the issue for many patients where the back was out, their backside was out. So I thought of a robe and I designed a robe, but over time, the Mishama's pajama evolved and that's how it's been yeah no
1: I really appreciate that because I know it 's so normalized in the hospital that people are just their body parts are hanging out, like we have patients walking around with their their pole and their butts hanging out, and you know everybody nobody thinks anything of it you 're just like oh there 's a guy walking down the hall and his butt 's exposed and you know it's um, it 's so normalized that it 's amazing that you came up with this idea, but it helps I think to have a family member in that situation where all of a sudden it 's kind of like no, this isn't normal, this isn't uh, the way it has to be and those, those gowns are horrible. So how did you even like decide that, um, you know, that you could do something about it?
0: As I walked on the halls taking care of patients and as I visit my mom, I say there must be a way of taking care of these patients, body privacy. And if you think of it, when a patient comes to the hospital, They come with their dignity intact. When they come to the hospital, it's like they have to sacrifice their dignity to receive care. Patients in hospital, they have families, they have jobs, they are law-abiding citizens, they are contributing members of society. But when they come to the hospital, it's as if they've lost that. And the only thing most patients have to hold on to is their self-worth, And their self-esteem but unfortunately when they come to the hospital that is all ripped away from them so even as i nurse a patient i roll a patient in bed my mind is going how can i design this what can i do how can i do what can i do until the design came to me if i could design something that could lie flat on a bed butterfly on a bed and at the same time snap into place like you would do for a baby or a child, that would be helpful because uh, sometimes there are patients who need help in getting dressed, they put gowns on them because nobody can be pulling up pants and pulling up underwear and so they put gowns on them. So I designed it that whether you're up and about or whether you're confined to a bed, Mishama's is able to protect your body privacy. So is this something that you saw as
1: kind of replacing the gowns that exist in hospitals as they are now?
0: Not necessarily replacing the gown, but for um, many patients who are up and about, it is the ideal garment for them. For patients in ICU that um, there's so much to be done for them, it might not be the ideal garment for the patient on a medical surgical floor, on a chemo floor or uh, orthopedic floor ideally i have seen patients who've chosen after hip surgery to remain in bed because they're afraid they're gonna be exposed oh well, wow. yeah <laughs> heart surgery they choose to remain in bed and not go with physical therapy because they're afraid to be exposed
1: yeah that's a big deal
0: <laughs> so if, if we have a garment that a patient can Be him or herself, you walk down the hallway dignified without your butt out, butt hanging. Patients will be more apt to get out of bed, more apt to be active, more apt to entertain visitors. But that's the shame of having your body exposed, cause patients to stay fixed in bed most of the time, covered up.
1: Yeah. So I mean, did so? Did you go home and start like? um, uh, Do you have any design skills? Did you start sketching this out? Like, how did you come up with the the prototype for this?
0: Honestly, I have no design skill. But (laughs) tonight, I come home from work, I would make drawings of what it would look like. Sometimes, even as I walk down the halls as I work in my mind, I would be picturing what it would look like. So when I come home from work, I would draw the pants, I would say where the folic catheter should exit, where the IV should exit from the arm, and over time it evolved. But my mind is always going as I take care of my patients to see how practical and how functional it could be. One of the key things about designing it, I wanted it to be easily removed in the event of an emergency because that is one of the reasons why the gowns are the gowns. Because in the event of an emergency, you have no time to unbutton and you have to get to the patient's body. So that was one of the challenge to have snaps that are compatible with radiographic machines and stuff. So if the patient has an issue, you just rip it open without Mm -hmm. destroying the pajama. Oh, so,
1: that's nice. Um, and so, okay, so how did, did you start sewing something together or how do you get the first kind of prototype
0: up and running? Okay, so the first prototype, what I also did when I come home from work at night, I would go on the computer and I Google seamstress, sewing expert, anything related to sewing. And I happened to bounce on two names or two companies and I... Inquired from both of them. And then I chose one that I felt comfortable with. I had her sign the non-disclosure agreement. And then (laughs) I sent her the drawings and have her interpret what she thought I wanted. And she did a good job. She did an excellent job. Wow. Um,
1: okay, so you found your own seamstress, had her put together something, um, and what kind of material did you decide to use and what kind of decisions went into choosing the material?
0: Okay. So the other thing was that I reached out to companies, that um, textile companies, for samples of uh, fabric. And I got several different kinds of fabric, I got pin cord, I got um, seersucker, I got broadcloth. So I chose one called pin cord for the time being, which is used to make shirts and it's stain resistant and it's very attractive. Because what I want is for people to feel comfortable about wearing the pajamas in the hospital and transitioning it at home back and forth and feeling attractive. Feeling comfortable and not feeling like this is hospital clothes. So I chose a very um, modern fabric, if I may say so.
1: And how long did this whole kind of process happen from like your idea to you choosing fabrics?
0: Okay, so this idea started from it from maybe in my mom was ill in ninety in in the in the nineties mid nineties. I had the idea. My mom passed away in the 90s also. So although she passed away, I still pursued the idea of getting the job done. I actually reached out to um, a manufacturer uh, about two years ago. And reason being, although I had the idea, I never had the capital. I did not want to put myself in the position of getting loans or borrowing or getting investment. I wanted to slowly ease into it. So if there is any danger of failure, which I didn't expect or anything, I'm not obligated to worry about people's money. So I took it in stride. I used some of my savings and as time goes by, I just added to that.
1: Okay, well, so this wasn't like you thought of it, and then six months later you had a prototype. This oh, is a-
0: <laughs> not. It it takes time because the drawing evolves over time. Once the seamstress sent me back the original um, pattern, I thought of something else that needed to be added because, so for example, when I made it first, the um, what do you call that? The front of the garment was not, uh, what do you call that? It's not what I wanted it to be. I wanted you to be able to open the pants from the waist all the way to the end of the pants, flat on the bed. Oh, I see. Yeah, it has to be butterfly. So if a patient is immobile, you roll the patient on it and you snap it in place. Okay. So she had to redo it because it wasn't functional at first. So over time, you have to change design you have to change, snaps you have to change. So it took some time because you want to perfect it. Yeah,
1: and, and you have to pay the seamstress every time she does a, a new iteration too, right?
0: <laughs> Not really. When, if she, when she had to do the final, yes.
1: Okay. Um, all right, so now we have the prototype. What comes next? So you have the this pajamas or pajamas uh, that you want to sell. Like, what do you do next at that point?
0: <laughs> the next thing, the next, I call it a challenge. The next challenge was finding a manufacturer and a consultant. So in speaking with the seamstress, she told me she had a consultant that some of her clients have worked with, so that worked out perfectly for me. So she introduced me to the seamstress, not the seamstress, the um, consultant, and the consultant introduced me to a manufacturer in Pakistan. And then she guided me. I had to pay her, but she guided me on how to approach the manufacturer, how to write the contracts, what expectations are, what the shipping contract should look like. And so she guided me throughout the whole process. Oh, well from sending my um, prototypes and my drawings and everything to the manufacturer to getting the actual pajamas off the ship. So th-
1: did you have a number in, in mind, like I'm gonna buy a hundred pajamas, pajamas first and send that over? Or did you have to buy them in like a bigger bulk than that?
0: I started with a small or I started with 500 pajamas first. And then I ordered another 500 pajamas in a different color. I started with the blue. It's actually unisex. So I started with like a very um, light blue and then I ordered 500 of the pink. Afterwards. So a thousand. Uh,
1: okay. So now you have a, a thousand pajamas in your house. Like what, what do you do with them?
0: <laughs> okay. So first, because my mom had cancer and I have a heart for p- people with cancer, I, partnered with the American Cancer Society in Florida, and I donated uh, quite a bit to their lodges. The Cancer Society have lodges in different cities for patients who are receiving treatment away from home. And for me, that was a way of honoring my mom. She didn't get a chance to wear it. So I wanted to make sure that I donated some to the Cancer Society. And what they do When patients check into the lodge, they offer them a pair of pajamas to wear to their treatments and to wear while they are hospitalized.
1: That sounds really really nice.
0: Um, Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yes, and then I start, I um, set up my website, so I advertise on my website and I also put myself out on Facebook and Instagram. But although um, we started in, that was in 2018, soon after I launched and I gave to the Cancer Society, I had a family member that was very ill and was in ICU for several months. So I put everything on hold to pay attention to my family members. So I actually just started maybe three, four months getting back into the groove of things of Putting myself or putting pajamas out, and
1: that's awesome. I I, and I love this idea. I think it's it's really great. So, what is it that you're going to do moving forward to really um, boost this idea um, and to get people to come try the pajamas, the pajamas, uh, try them on, wear them, buy them. Mm
0: so, so far, I've been um, reaching out to medical supply stores, hospital gift shops, and speaking with p- persons at transfusion centers, because what I've come to realize is that patients, when they go to transfusion centers, they're given the same traditional hospital <laughs> gowns. and um, The ports, you know, most of these patients have infuser port, chest ports. So, to get to the ports, they have to pull further down on their chest. So I'm told that a lot of times patients breasts are hanging out, their chest is exposed. So I'm now um, reaching out to transfusion center to market the shirts as um, transfusion shirts. So patients, uh. instead of wearing the traditional gowns when they go, they can just put the shirts on. It has the access for, we, they can access their ports. It has a pocket for their cell phones. If they have a drain, there's a pocket there that the drain could sit in. So they don't have to feel like they're deathly ill or this is the end. Because I've had experience in hospital. I once went for a test and I had to have an IV and then the nurse, she came, she said, oh, you have to give us some urine. It was so challenging thinking of how I'm going to walk through the hallway to the bathroom, holding the back of the gown, pushing a IV pole that doesn't want to move and protect my body privacy. I am not lying. It took me maybe about ten to fifteen minutes to come up with a plan as to how I'm gonna pass the nursing station, walk to the bathroom, hopefully I won't see anybody that I know and go back to the room. This is the reality of most patients. A patient has a foley catheter, an IV pump, and they're expected to ambulate in the hallway. They're expected to pass, like a person who is older, shares room with a 20 something year old person with all the college friends sitting by. <laughs> this person has to pass all these kids with their back out walking with a Foley catheter, an IV pole, and something else to the bathroom. Yeah, so, <laughs> it, it, it is tough.
1: Yeah, that is tough. Um, that, that's really tough. Uh, so how do the, the medical supply stores and transfusion centers, how are they reacting um, to this? Do they like that you have something new or, they, or are they kind of resistant to the idea?
0: No, they're not resistant. They're welcoming seeing what it looks like and putting it out there. They, they are welcome, especially I've spoken to someone from an infusion center. She's actually very excited and is suggesting that I also reach out to the companies that um, supplies them with their gowns for infusion. Yeah. Oh, really? hmm That's exciting. <laughs> That's really awesome. Well, the garments. Um,
1: so now, can people buy this um, directly off your website and or on Amazon? Are you on Amazon?
0: We will be on Amazon starting next month, but they can buy it directly from our website, which is co-
1: Okay. So B-Y-Y-O-R.co. Okay. Um, and that's a play on your name by Yordis. Is that, do you go Sorry, by uh, your?
0: No, I go by your disk.
1: Okay. Um,
0: yeah, com.
1: Yeah, I love that. And so what is your kind of uh, mission for this? What is your kind of like the big goal, like this time next year? What do you hope um, will have happened? Yes.
0: By this time next year, I'm hoping to license the idea to a manufacturer or distributor of medical apparel. That is my long-term goal. Okay, and is that something that's difficult to do? I am not sure that it is difficult to do. It might be a little challenging, but it is doable if I stay focused. (laughs) Um, It is doable.
1: Yeah, no, I, I love this. And it seems like something that, you know, I can totally see this being in the hospital and for patients and even just at home or assisted living, nursing Mm -hmm. homes, the transfusion centers. I mean, it just, anything is better than that thing, that (laughs) that awful (laughs) gal. I'll
0: tell you one last thing. There are studies, when I was designing it, my sister said, you should see if there are any studies that support what you're saying, that it's affecting patient self-esteem. And when I researched, there were actual studies that suggest that, Patients who are sixty five and over, older that it does affect them immensely when their body privacy is compromised
1: mm-hmm. it
0: them immensely. There are several studies among other things that are done to patients. It is included as one of the trauma exposed. Body of privacy.
1: Yeah, no, I can really appreciate that. And I know that um, uh, as soon as you stick them in that gown, they they no longer were the person that they were They're Now they're just the patient with a, a condition, you know.
0: and number. A patient with a condition and a room number. They're referred to as the asthmatic or the patient in room five.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, or the belligerent one or the bad family or, you know, <laughs> the whole list of other yeah. things that we can <laughs> label them. But the, it all starts with The gown. Um, So yeah, I love this idea. And I, you know, all I can say is like, thank you for coming up with this and pursuing it and, and, you know, not letting go of this dream. Uh, Because even though it's taken a long time for you to get where you are, it's just what amazes me is that that nurses Invest their own time, money, and energy into creating products like this that are revolutionary, and they're they're changing standards of care. So,
0: thank you for that. Yes, we are always patient advocates. Patients first. Absolutely. Always patients first. All right, Yortis,
1: um, How else can we find you other than the website? Do you have um, social media?
0: Yes, I'm on uh, Facebook. And I'm also on Instagram. So that is uh, facebook.com slash mijamas. Instagram.com slash mijamas.
1: I love it. Did you trademark that name?
0: Yes, I did.
1: Good job. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Yortis.
0: Thank you so much for talking with me.